As a student athlete, your focus is on training and playing the sport you love. The coach works all year to prepare his team and build relationships and put a winning product on the field or court. When a player and coach don't agree, it can lead to tough conversations. Today on the Athlete One podcast, two lifelong friends, Mike Yinger, a Hall of Fame high school baseball coach and current athletic director at Buckeye Valley High School, and Brad Snyder, who is a business coach, human resources consultant, and a school board member for Big Walnut High School, join the show to discuss a unique project they developed called Discussion Zone. The program is designed to advocate for student-athletes and help them to have productive conversations with their coaches when disagreements arise. Behind the scenes with athletes and coaches. This is Athlete One Podcast with Ken Carpenter. Hello and welcome to the Athlete One Podcast. I'm Ken Carpenter and joining me today is Mike Yinger, the Athletic Director at Buckeye Valley High School, and Brad Schneider. And I wanted to bring you guys on to talk about a program that you guys are putting together. And, you know, starting off with you, Mike, going back to your playing days, you played baseball and soccer at St. Francis DeSales High School, and you lettered in both and was an All-Ohio selection in baseball. That led to you becoming a four-year starter and playing in the NAI World Series for Ohio Dominican University. What can you point to that led to your success? Well, I, I would say the very first thing was uh, communication and confidence given to me by my family and my coaches. Um, the ability to know that I could do something and be wrong, but at the same time come back and uh, be able to meet a challenge, really gave me the ability to uh, push forward in everything I did. And uh, it's helped me throughout my life, be able to handle challenges that uh, a lot of times some people look at as as no-win situations. I look at them as possibility to uh, have success. And that all came from people believing in me uh, throughout my life. Okay. And both you and Brad have known each other for quite some time. Brad, uh, now, did you come up at the same time as uh, Mike did at, at DeSales? Yeah, Mike's had the misfortune of knowing me since we were first graders. And um, I got to watch and witness a lot of that uh, that playing talent and that ability and that confidence um, all up through high school and, and been lifelong friends with Mike. And then it's just the world's turn. Um, you know, we ended up living close to each other now and we're kind of doing some of the same things again with, with our kids that we got to do and have a lot of fun with when we were growing up. Okay. So, Mike, prior to becoming the athletic director, um, you were a successful high school head baseball coach here in Central Ohio. You've led St. Francis to Sales, Delaware Hayes, Worthington Kilbourne, and you were an assistant at Ohio Wesleyan University. And how did it feel when you were uh, – selected by your peers to be in the Hall of Fame for the Central District Baseball Coaches Association? I was uh, kind of surprised, to be honest with you, because um, as you would know, a lot of times when you do things, um, people don't – you don't feel like people understand why you do them. And it was nice to know that uh, the recognition that I did things the right way and uh, I worked hard and I 
I tried to help everyone be successful was the reason why I was selected for that. Um, far more important than, you know, the years of winning district championships or anything, you know, coaches of the year or anything like that. Uh, just knowing that um, the respect of your peers uh, was something that I really didn't realize I had until that night. Looking back on it, when you were at uh, Delaware Hayes High School, as a coach, we played against each other. But probably the thing that I that I remember most about you is the fact that I talked to you about my son dropping down and being a sidearm pitcher when he was a sophomore. And you kind of brought him up to your facility and you helped him work with that a little bit. And that ended up helping him uh, go on to play at Ohio Dominican University. Yeah, it's, it's always nice to be able to help friends. Um, you know, I saw an opportunity and, and Jake was one of those guys that he threw mid seventies, maybe a little higher. And, um, you know, if he wanted to pitch at the next level, he had to have something different to bring. And, and that's what we did. You know, I, I have the ability to see what, uh, what college coaches would like. And, uh, you know, that's just, it's an opportunity that I have. And I, and I like to share with people. You went from becoming a head baseball coach to becoming an athletic director. And you moved from the challenges of just handling one team to handling all the obstacles that you face as an athletic director with all the different sports. How how tough has that been, making that transition to covering all the sports? i tell you what it's done. It's taught me that um, there's more to it. There's a, there's a bigger picture. Um, when you're a coach of a sport, you're focused on your sport, your kids, your students. And um, being an administrator, it's kind of helped me understand that uh, my job is to help every coach understand that uh, there is something more out there than just their sport. I will tell you, I do appreciate when coaches are that vested in what they're doing. And um, they believe that what they're doing is the most important thing because ultimately um, that does correlate to success for the student. The high school level, the I'd imagine one of the biggest obstacles is players and parents wanting more playing time for their son or daughter. How much, how much do you deal with that on a basis as far as being an athletic director? You know, it, that's the basis of the, uh, discussion zone that we are creating. Um, what it, what we've seen and what I've seen as a head coach and now as an athletic director of 25 programs, um, the first thing a coach says in a meeting is, I want to talk to your kid first. And to be honest with you, the kids aren't ready for that. The students aren't ready for that at, at the level that the coach is thinking they should be ready. And our job as uh, with this new project is to give those athletes and students an opportunity to um, have a say in, in what they're doing. And, and we also want to make sure the teachers and the coaches know what's coming, how to respond, and, and to make sure everyone's on the same page. And if you, want, you want them to feel, the students to feel secure and have confidence like I did, like we talked about earlier, in having conversations that aren't easy, you know, because the first time you tell a student or, or athlete they have to be an advocate for themselves, 
They don't even know what that word means. And then we're expecting them to stand up and say something. Well, I will tell you, I've had kids come in and talk to me on a regular basis and say, you know, I don't feel this way or that way. If I wasn't empathetic to their their thoughts, I could easily say they're being selfish. And that's probably the exact opposite. You know, it's it's probably they want to do whatever they possibly can and and they feel like they're they're doing the best for their team. But um, so many times the coaches only see I make the rules, I do the things, and you have to follow them. Well, this this group, this uh, discussion zone that we're creating gives everyone the same playing field and it enables people to get in there and um, talk to each other in, in a way where there's respect for, for both sides. So, Brad, basically, you and Mike got together because of your experience with your your full-time job and you've come up with this, it's called the discussion zone. You know, how, why do you, why do you want to do this? Is it, is it more for bringing the, the, the coach and the player closer together and having a better understanding or is it more for the, the student athlete? I think everybody benefits. And, and, you know, one other thing that we hadn't talked about previously is I'm also um, a board of education member here in the big Walnut district too. And so, you know, sometimes I get parents coming to me that want to have those discussions about playing time or other issues with coaches. And, you know, my my natural reaction is I don't want to get involved with those things as a board member. I want kids to talk to coaches. And if if that becomes a challenge, parents talking to coaches and, and, and being able to have coaches to be able to address situations that people t- tend to be afraid to take to them. I, I often hear things like I'm worried about retribution or things being held against my kid um, for being able to go and have those discussions. And so, you know, the number one thing to me is that knowing from Mike's experience and what I've experienced as a parent, as well as a youth coach as well, and the times where I thought I was communicating one thing, and then I had really good parents talk to me and help me realize that whatever my intended message was, it maybe wasn't necessarily getting through. And then same with my board experience. And so, um, you know, as, as you mentioned with my day job in HR consulting, we do a lot of those things with team dynamics and the power of being able to get a leader with a team together to talk about when things are OK. How do we deal with things when they're not OK and how important that is to sort of set those ground rules and that process and build a vocabulary. And that's really what the discussion zone's about. It's being able to declare, hey, coach, I need to have a discussion with you. It's having them both understand what that discussion format looks like, some of the key words and phrases to to indicate that we're in a safe place, that you can talk to me about whatever is concerning you, and I'm not going to hold it against you. There's not going to be retribution for it. I've got respect for you. We've got respect for one another, and we can get to at least some sort of outcome where we can agree. We may not agree um, that you should get more playing time if that's the particular issue, but at least agreeing that we've had a good discussion and we've heard each other's sides of things. And, um, you know, I think that's a skill many adults struggle with in, in the world today. And one of the things that excites me about this opportunity is if we can help kids be able to have those discussions and help coaches invite those discussions. You know, I know many of the great life lessons I learned were playing high school baseball and the things I learned in team dynamics. And if we can add another layer, 
like this to that to make great experiences for kids even better um, to help coaches and help coaches last longer. I know from what I observe and watching with Mike, um, the burnout that comes from being a high school coach and the challenges that you face. I see most of the time it's the communication and relationship issues that are the primary cause of those things. So um, in a world where we're starved for great coaches and great volunteers and great people to help our kids, I want to keep them in the game longer too and feeling better about those relationships and strengthening them with the, with the students and the players that they're working with. Right. And a lot of times athletes don't understand their role on the team or maybe they're not happy with their role. And so basically this is going to help help that student athlete to give that empower them to to be able to break out and have a discussion with their coach and have it be in a civil way, basically. Yeah. And like Mike said, we you know, you often hear the phrase the kids need to advocate for themselves. Um, But. I know. And even in my, in the, even the case with my own kids, I've pushed them to try to advocate and they struggled doing that. My, my oldest um, had a challenge his junior year that I was trying to push him to go and have the conversation. Cause I knew he was frustrated and I don't even know if his coach knew how frustrated he was. Um, but I knew he was frustrated and, and my son's one of those kids that can talk to any adult almost about anything. And it kind of hit me, man, if he has a hard time going to his coach, who's a nice guy, who's really approachable, you know, not not a dictator in any way, shape, or form. Um, and if he's struggling to go have that conversation, then maybe there needs to be something else to show people how to do that um, so that they can have those conversations effectively and they truly can advocate for themselves. Right. So, Mike, you, you basically, you know, your experience at Buckeye Valley, I'm sure you've come across plenty of athletes, both male and female, that that's probably their biggest fear. And when they come to talk to you, is this something that you're trying to get them to understand when it's time to talk to the coach? I think one of the first things that I've been dealing with is uh, when they come talk to me, they talk to me, but they, a lot of times they're like, well, we don't know how to say this, or it's not going to come across the right way, or they're going to take it out on us. Um, with all of those comments, this kind of discussion zone gives the coaches the ability to talk this through prior to them coming to them. I had a situation, I have hundreds of situations and examples, but I had one just as last fall where I had a new volleyball coach and she had um, about 11 of her girls stop her and ask for a meeting. And their conversation afterwards, they told me what they said. It sounded, it was very good. I mean, they had a lot of good points. They were asking a lot of good questions. But this was a new new coach, and uh, there were 11 girls, and she's, you know, not much older than them. And she took it very defensive, and, and it wasn't the right way of doing it. And that's our conversation I had with them is, you know, you could have done this differently. You could have brought in two kids, you know, two – Two of your girls could have walked in and had a conversation with your coach. So she didn't get on the defensive right away. Um, you know, you go through it. I talked to kids and I had a kid talk to me one time and he said he quit and he came back. And he said, I want to play. I said, tell He goes, I want to talk to the team. I said, tell me what you're going to tell the team. And he goes, well, I'm going to tell the team I want to play because I want to play in college. And to be honest with you, probably not a good thing to say, right? When you're, getting ready to play in a tournament. 
So I told him, I said, you might want to think about how you go about talking to these guys because they're not going to look at that as a, a positive. They're going to look at it as you only care about yourself and what you do. And this happens over and over and over again where what a student says because they're advocating for themselves is not what they mean, you know, and they have to be able to feel like just like when they're hitting, right, they can strike out and then get back up. You know, they get another chance to hit. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to give them an opportunity to strike out, to say the wrong thing, but at the same time having the coach there being like, all right, get back up, let's go. You know, give me another shot. Give it another shot of what, what you're thinking. And, um, yeah, every every step of the way I hear something that if we just had the discussion zone in place, um, we would be able to uh, to stand there and go, okay, look, go talk to the coach. All right, didn't go well? It's okay. We'll go back in there. We'll try it again. And that's kind of what it is. You know, you got to have a place where you can fall and fail, even in this situation, you know, because it is athletics. And that's, that's the whole point. You know, we're trying to teach people how to, how to bounce back from, with adversity. And um, this is what we're doing. And I think we're missing it by not giving the kids the opportunity because a lot of them get beat down. As Brad was saying, his son was beat down and he was afraid to say something. Well, his son should be able to fail and know that it's okay because he's in, he's in a place where, uh, you know, people care about him and they give him the confidence it takes. So that's, that's exactly where I am with this. Yeah, the other thing I would add too that that I've observed and and Mike has talked about as well is that, you know, sometimes you know I I kind of laugh sometimes when we think about coaches, and you see like you know major college coaches and things like that, and they've got their director of player development and they've got their communications and their academic staff or whatever. Well, you know the the folks coaching at the high school level and even some of the small colleges, they are all those things rolled into one. And so they've always got all these things going through their head and they're trying to balance whether it's it's not just lineups. It's, you know, is the field ready to have officials equip, you know, all those things that that come into play. And so being able to make sure that they understand that they're about to have one of those challenging discussions with somebody, um, you know, like talked about his, the, the team that kind of came up on the one coach. You know, it's easier for me as a coach to be less defensive if I know. I'm about to have one of those challenging conversations before I realize five minutes into it, I'm in one of them. And so that's part of the discussion zone too, is being able to let both parties kind of say, Hey, you know what? We need to step in the zone right now. We need to kind of drop the other things that are on our minds and put our focus on whatever the problem or the challenge is right now. And I think that's one of the other things I like about the program is that it, it sort of formally declares, Hey, we need to go have, that difficult discussion right now. And it's, it's a call to action for coaches to kind of put other stuff aside and focus on the players. And it's a call for action for the players to do the same thing, put their phones away, quit worrying about boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever else is right now. And we've got to, we've got to focus on this issue at this time. It sounds like you're in the early stages trying to do this. Have you had an opportunity to do this with, with anybody yet, Mike? Well, I've done a lot of informal work, um, and it wasn't until I got a hold of Brad and we really started talking about formalizing this and get it out uh, to a lot more people. But uh, I do this with my coaches and um, their teams right now, and, and it's it's 
it's so small that uh, I think this is something that the masses could really benefit from. And I know, I know Brad has taken it to, to a couple different people and, and he's, um, he's working with them, but I, I, I know our goal is to, uh, to have as many people that, that see this as a need to have the opportunity to, uh, to have this in their program. Yeah, we're launching with our first team this fall. There's a, a Central Ohio soccer team that has engaged us and wants us to participate with them. And we're launching that as part of their team building efforts to, to kind of kick off their season um, late July, early March. We've built the program in a way where um, we have some online content that's available to folks that kids and coaches can take it um, kind of on their own time. And it gives them some of the, the terms and the concepts and introduces those. And then we have a team building workshop where we bring the players and the team together to review some of that content and those online modules about how do you create that safe space in a discussion zone? How do you deal with the emotions and a couple of tips and tricks to keep things on track when the emotions do get into the discussion because they will come into that discussion. And it's a great opportunity for coach and team to have that discussion about their ground rules for having those difficult discussions, the ground rules for getting in the discussion zone and doing it early before the season begins, before the first problems and questions pop up. And it's always been my experience that when we have a plan for dealing with things that start to come off the rails a little bit, it's so much easier to deal with those things, whether they're playing time issues um, senses that um, you know some players being favored over another, what, whatever those cases are, if we've agreed in advance how to have those challenging discussions, it makes it so much easier to, to go in and have those discussions. And so that's what we're going to do with that soccer team here in, in uh, uh, late um, July, early August. And um, they're going to go through and, and work on that. And we're already talking with uh, a few fall teams to get rolling and extend what we learned from that pilot um, into those uh, winter seasons and some of those winter teams that will be coming up um, in that October, November timeframe. Well, I, I really think this is a great idea. And, you know, a lot of the listeners that I seem to be getting are coaches from around the country. Um, is this a program that you could see working middle school all the way up through high school? Well, it's, it is funny because uh, my wife is a second grade teacher. And when I told her about, you know, the plan, she was excited because she's like, oh, I can make this work at my home my, with my second graders in my second grade class. And, you know, I, I didn't go there because that's just not my world right now. But it's interesting to hear people feeling like they can apply it to different things. Um, you know, we've all had things in our lives where if the other person knew where we were coming from or we could sit down and really have a conversation, an honest conversation and feel like what we're going to say is valued. Um, you know, I, I think, I think it can work just about anywhere if it's done correctly. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, as, as I've taken this program that I've done with, um, you know, career, career based adults um, in, a, in a few different industries the, the terms change a little bit, the, the metaphors of the stories change a little bit, but the fundamentals of how to execute stay exactly the same. And, you know, like Mike talked about with his wife, uh, a certainly an elementary version could be developed in, in just using some different stories or different situations, and it absolutely would fit. 
I really like that the fact that you can take this and apply it if you go off to college or you go off to a job and, you know, for your, for the rest of your life, you know, being able to handle tough situations and conversations with whether it be your boss or, you know, another coach or whatever it may be. Now, let me ask you this. What if a team or a school out there is interested, what, what do they need to do to get in touch with you guys? You know, probably the easiest thing right now is just email us. Um, we're working on the website and everything, but, uh, you know, the email address of discussion zone at lhouseaac.com. It's L-H-O-U-S-E-A-A-C.com. Um, Lhouse is short for Lighthouse. It's actually a nonprofit we've created that um, this is one piece of that. But everything about Lighthouse is helping kids achieve their maximum potential and providing them the tools and resources to be able to go to college, trade schools, et cetera. There's a social, social, emotional, behavioral piece of that. And that's where the discussion zone fits into what we're doing with Lighthouse. Great. Well, guys, is, are there any, did I miss on anything? Is there anything else you would like to add to uh, the program called the discussion zone? I'm good at the moment, Brad. We got in that you're a Hall of Famer, so I think we're set. Yeah, that <laughs> that was Ken. Now, I will tell you this. So Ken's still mad because – because I was, I was smart enough to know to ask the uh, base umpire when he when he got the uh, interference call on on his base runner back in two thousand and two. It was way back, that's for sure. And yeah, still mad about it. But you know what? My, my memory's a little different. <laughs> my memory's a little different, but uh, yeah, but I'm right. as it used to be. <laughs> well, hey. Um, Guys, I really appreciate you taking the time to to join me on the podcast. And uh, once again, it's uh, Mike Yinger and Brad Snyder. Guys, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Athlete One Podcast. Without you, the listener, this show wouldn't be possible. Don't forget to rate the show and leave a comment. Also, you can follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Athlete One Podcast.